Hello, Mommy. Hi, Jessica. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm good. We're you have your, pod, your podcast voice on. Is my pop, I have a podcast <laughs> voice? What, what's my regular voice? I don't know. Deeper? Faster? No, just more relaxed. You saying I sound professional? Yes. <laughs> so are you saying that I don't normally sound professional? No. Oh. Okay. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> Hello, podcast listeners. Welcome back to Youth and the Youthful. I am your host, Sweet Pea. And I'm Mommy. And today, we will be talking about um, Lent. So I wanted to discuss um, what has been going on with me and Lent this season. So to start us off, um the textbook definition of Lent. (laughs) So beginning on Ash Wednesday, Lent is a season of reflection and preparation before the celebrations of Easter. By observing the 40 days of Lent, Christians replicate Jesus Christ's sacrifice sacrifice and withdraw into the desert for 40 days. So 40 days and 40 nights. Yes, when he was in the the wilderness. In the wilderness, Being tempted and Mm -hmm. all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so for me, I've been doing Lent now... Well, I've been a Christian all my life. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my grandfather, the Reverend, the late Reverend Milliday Stanley, was a Baptist minister, and um, I was Baptist for a while. Got married, and then I became AME African Methodist Episcopal, and I believe I started doing Lent. Oof. I must have been in my teen years. It wasn't something that I've always done. Mm-hmm. Um, but as my relationship grew mm-hmm. and my spiritual relationship grew, I started, I wanted to observe. And um, it's just for me, it's sacrificing something that I spend probably way too much time in during the year, whether it be eating chocolate or candy or cookies or ice cream or mm-hmm. juice. Or potato chips, cookie candy juice, cookie candy juice, <laughs> or um, watching too much television. Like this year um, and last year, uh, I gave up TV uh, during the week from Monday through Friday, so I only watch on the weekends. And it's very interesting because, as a rule, I'll turn the television on just for company, mm-hmm, and I'm noise. on my phone. I'm reading. I'm writing. I'm doing whatever. Um, but the television is on, and every now and then I'll I'll watch something on TV, but I'm always distracted while watching it. And I thought that um, I need to read more. When I was traveling to work uh, in the city, I used to work down in forward trade, um, I would read at least two books a week. And now that I work at the airport, I drive and I don't read. So I was like, this is a good time to turn the television off, to read my Bible more, to spend more time in my spiritual growth, to read regular books, and just do those things. So I gave up television from Monday through Friday, and I also gave up hard candy because I've been COVID candy. I've been eating Mike and Ike's and hard candies and all kinds of nonsense. So those are the things I'm sacrificing. I'm doing air quotes, can't see me, um, to that for that time and energy and thought to be more in my spiritual growth Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) and you um me i have given up social media 
um, and that is Facebook, Instagram, like Snapchat, TikTok. Um, is there other Reddit? <laughs> there's so many social. There's so many apps, um, and I. I, I gave myself I gave myself um, 30 minutes every night to be able to like browse I guess but I've also not I'm trying my best not to so maybe oh Twitter did I say Twitter I don't think I did Twitter I have so many apps that I'm just like on constantly but I gave myself 30 minutes a day for each app which is still a lot of time mm-hmm. but I have also made a conscious effort not to even open them mm-hmm. so like I might get a TikTok sent to, by a friend or, like, a tweet. I'll get a notification, but I'll look at it and then, like, close it, the app immediately. So I haven't mm-hmm. spent that much time on apps in general. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to talk about this because I'm kind of going a little crazy. <laughs> I mean, I've also <laughs> used the time to um, teach myself Spanish. That was just my goal for the year. I think we talked about this on the first episode. We talked about, talked about our goals and resolutions, whatever. Um, so I've been doing teaching myself Spanish, and um, I've also been reading the Bible, so that's helpful. Um, it's just my brain, I know, is so wired. Mm. It's so, like, the first couple of days, I was so, it was so natural to me that I didn't even think about it. I would pick up my phone and open Facebook, like, pick up my phone and open Twitter. I didn't even think, and then I didn't even realize I was doing it until afterwards. Like, I had to actually actively make a conscious decision not to do that and it's it got so difficult i mean obviously i can do other things like i also want to start reading more i want to read um i got the harry potter books i want to read harry potter i read like a chapter and haven't gotten further <laughs> mm-hmm. but it got to the point where i'm like okay i need to do something else on my phone mm-hmm. <laughs> and th- right now the replacement has been um words with friends yay yeah so that's like a healthier edgy more educational like it's a brain activity i think yeah the, the things with um with the phones and with social media and computers and things like that is like it it requires us to always be on it's like there's no downtime there's no lag time and because most things on facebook or snapchat there it's instant gratification mm-hmm. it happens in a moment you don't have to spend any so you're constantly constantly needing to be stimulated mm-hmm. because you're you're scrolling you're this or that and the other and then when you're not doing those things your brain is like okay, something's what's happening missing. oh my god like what's happening Come yeah down. it's so, so weird and like i can feel it mm-hmm. i can feel it it's it's really bad it's mm-hmm. it's an addiction mm-hmm. and it's like i feel like it's almost that kind of um reaction that kind of um yeah reaction bodily reaction to mm-hmm. not intaking something mm-hmm. to the point where you're like okay i, I, I need that i need that I fix, need that fix yeah. and mm-hmm. i'm like i didn't realize i guess how bad it was mm-hmm. because i can go without like like there'll be times i'm like oh but i guess it's also because there's a distraction right so i'll mm-hmm. be like let's watch a movie and i'll leave my phone in my room mm-hmm. you know I'll, i won't even think about it mm-hmm yeah, my mother's making a face. Like, when did that happen? <laughs> what do you mean? I do no. that all the time. Oh, okay, I missed that. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Anyways, so yeah, I'll leave my phone in my room. I won't even think about it. And well, I'm because I'm focused on the movie. I am able to be without my phone. Of it's just you all are. I just didn't realize how 
I realize now how connected I am to it, mm-hmm. and I'm happy that I'm taking this step to like to remove myself from it, mm-hmm. and then even realizing because like the just how much I voyeur on on social media apps as well, and that was one of the reasons. So like I stopped using Snapchat um, at the end of last year. No, before that, way before 2019, actually, I stopped using Snapchat um, just because I felt like it was one of those things. I'm just watching people and I'm, I'm not even talking to these people. Half the people I have on social media, I don't even speak to. And it was just like, why do I keep just like looking at these people's stories? I don't even care. I'm <laughs> posting stories. They don't care. Like we're sharing this information. Nobody cares about anybody. It's just because <laughs> we want to show off where we're going, what we're wearing. And I just like couldn't take and I'm like, you know what? I ended all my streaks and I said, hey guys, I'm sorry, I'm leaving, bye. Well, I think it's too, it's not, definitely there are some some people who want to show off and some people want attention, but it, it is a form of communication. It is a form of, of community. Mm-hmm. It's a form of, you know, people doing things together where now, um, well, now in the pandemic, but even before, socialization, especially for your your group, your age group, mm-hmm. this is very different, mm-hmm. you know, because I used to always come in and say, what are you doing? He's like, I'm watching YouTube. I'm like, why are you watching other people's lives? Yeah. And you can catch this conversation on the youth and youth flow on YouTube. Um, well, no, not this conversation. <laughs> we did. We talked about oh, watching oh, other yeah. people's lives. You did. That's true. <laughs> Anywho, um, and I just couldn't understand that. I'm like, you're watching them live their lives. You're not living yours, but you're watching them live theirs. So, yeah. Um, I think when when you pointed that out, I realized, mm-hmm. and like I realized it much more now because mm-hmm. I am doing this, and because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. it's gotten much worse because we aren't actually able mm-hmm. to do anything to mm-hmm. go out, and like even before, maybe I was like watching people's stories or on Instagram or something like that, but it was intermittently because mm-hmm. I was driving, I was at work, I was you know, at the grocery store, I was mm-hmm. shopping, I was actually out doing other things. So yeah, maybe I might check, but it wasn't as much as it is now. Mm-hmm. And um, the, again, the a lot of time I did give myself to maybe check or something, I have looked and I'm just like, okay, this is working because I don't really care enough to like, like, why did I even watch this in the first place mm-hmm. kind of thing? Like, mm-hmm. some stuff I am, some people and some things I am interested in looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm looking at some some people's stories and I'm just like uh and most of this is like celebrities not like my friends mm-hmm, and people mm-hmm. I know in real life but I'm like oh, I don't really think I need to be as invested as mm-hmm. I was in it before mm-hmm. and it really has made me want to like I think the pandemic in general had just made me want to the mm-hmm. pandemic the pandemic has made me ready to go out and like actually live my life mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. sit and watch other people live theirs mm-hmm. because like I could be doing those things too mm-hmm. I just, I just, it, I guess it just took me a minute to realize, but I think it's, again, more of a, because I have, we have been inside, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, I mean, there's a million things to do at home, a besides million. just watch a people on one. social media, mm-hmm. but that was what I was doing, and I'm yeah. just like, okay, it, I need to stop, because it's taking away from my actual living. Yeah. Well, it reminds me of, like, um, what's that, the movie Wally. I always the robot? Yeah. Mm. I always think about that one scene from Wally when the big fat man is sitting on his like the overweight fellow. <laughs> the overweight fellow. 
the big fat man. <laughs> the heavy set man. The heavy set okay. man is like laid back eating potato chips on his like glider thing, just like watching a screen. I think about that all the time, mm. and that's how I feel like it has become our lives. It's so weird. Well, I, again, it's I. I did a training class years ago and it was saying that telephones have become like a, an appendage mm-hmm. it's like it's the first thing you you open your eyes in the morning before you you use the bathroom mm-hmm. before you say hello to your mate if you have a mate mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> before you you say your prayers you look at your phone mm-hmm. and that's just a, a it's a look to see and what are you looking for to see even if somebody left you a text message if somebody called you mm-hmm. and it's just really interesting because when the phones were on the walls and it, you didn't even have call waiting mm-hmm. you call and get a busy signal mm-hmm. people would call it's like oh, i gotta call them back and they would live their lives in the moment they wouldn't be sitting there waiting well now you have a phone and you send a text and you you're waiting like oh they didn't text me back in five minutes I'm like know, they're living their so lives they're, they're, they're not they shouldn't be glued to the phones unless you're in a conversation and then i remember when we first got cell phones i was like well i would always tell people walking away stepping away be right oh, back really? those kind of things because just as if i was on the phone i'm like okay i'm hanging up now I'm mm-hmm. hold on a minute but and i would do that in a text message but I, people didn't often do it and I'm like well I'm waiting for a response the little bubble things are not there and you're because you're not there you're off doing something else and again it's because our lives are so busy and the phone is part of our lives that we did we start writing a message or things or type it in don't send it because we're off doing something else uh-huh yeah always on always moving always on and um like I was telling Jessica telling you mm-hmm that um, uh, I took a training course before, but I also took one last week. And it says that in changing a habit, it general before it used to be 21 days. They said it would take to change a habit or to break um, a habit. Mm-hmm. And now they're saying it's 66 days in total. Mm-hmm. Because the first to the 21st day, you're telling someone that you're going to do it. What? This is what I'm going to do. I'm, that's, a, it, that's a step? It's just, because you're telling them, I did, I, this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And then you're updating them during those 20, 21, 22 days. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it's starting to be a habit. And been, But from 22 to 44 days, it's a self-evaluation. You, you, that's when you're in that stage. You're like, why am I doing mm-hmm. this? Mm-hmm. You know, I've been doing it. Why am I doing it? And that's when your second wave of encouragement or seeing the goal or seeing what it is that you're trying to do. If you're trying to stop smoking if you're trying to lose weight if you're trying to drink more water if you're trying to read and then from 44 to 66 days is when you're resisting backsliding you've gotten to the point because i i really telling you that i i i myself and i always ask and pray for discipline because i know i can do something straight for literally three months Mm -hmm. straight and then stop. And just stop. Yeah, me too. Out of the clear blue for no <laughs> reason whatsoever. And that's in the back that's in the that's in the resisting backsliding stage. That that you're in the point, you're doing it, it becomes 
not so much that there's a craving for the doing of it, but the repetition of the doing of it. It's like, okay, I have to do, and then even your mind goes, this is something I'm going to have to do this way for the rest of my life in mm-hmm. order to maintain. So you're in that space. And then on the 67th day, if you've gotten to that point mm-hmm. where you haven't done any of the backsliding or whatever, then you can celebrate because you're pretty much on your way to continue to do it. That's rough. It's insane. Honestly, so as you're saying this, right, uh, going again back to teach myself Spanish, granted, like teaching, learning a language as an adult is already difficult, right? Um, so I started at the beginning of the year, took a, a sabbatical. <laughs> no, just a small break. <laughs> and then I started again. <laughs> And then I started again, and I'm on my 24th day. So mm-hmm. where am I? Let me see. Where am I at? I'm on the self-evaluation. I don't think so. My self-evaluation started for me um, in between two weeks. Mm-hmm. I was, like, forcing myself mm-hmm. to do it. I'm like, oh, gosh. I need to just – I just I just need to push through, push through, push through. I made it 14 days, and it, it was, like, congratulations. Like, you made mm-hmm. it two weeks. Like, be proud of that. Mm-hmm. Um and then I, because I was doing it with my cousin, shout out Crystal and Dana. <laughs> hey, Crystal and Dana. Um, and they are no longer doing it with me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they got and? a notification on the app saying, congratulate Jessica for 14 days. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And now I'm on day 24. And I couldn't, I can't believe it. Actually, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, wow. But it's it got so much easier after 14 days. Yes. And now I'm just like, okay, I need to do it. Just, mm-hmm. just do it. And, mm-hmm. like, I think also... It's just, I guess, being committed to the goal because mm-hmm. I'm like, I know it's going to be difficult. I know that um, it's going to be, it's a huge learning curve. Mm-hmm. Like I want to, obviously I want to know the language right now so I can have a conversation, but it's really not going to be that easy. And I'm honestly probably not going to know it fluently for another couple of years, honestly. <laughs> and I think that once I kind of got that in my head that it's, this is like for the long haul, basically. Um mm-hmm that I just need to keep pushing through. Yeah, pretty much it. Yeah. And this tying back in, because I'm hearing my, my niece in my ear about our transitions, just tying back to Lent, oh, tying yeah. back to the 40 days and 40 nights. It's like, and the way time is going now. Oh, time, it, it's already the middle of March. I mean, we're recording this on, on the 3rd, <laughs> but like we have so much going on that it's already the middle of March. Truly, because <laughs> Lent started on Ash Wednesday, which was the 17th. And Ash Wednesday sneaks up on you. Well, At least it sneaks up on me. Well, that is... It's the same it, time every year, but... Well, and they keep changing the calendar. And if there's a leap year, like Easter's mm. going to be the first Sunday in April. That's just... Is it? it? Yeah, it's April 4th. Oh, we're almost there. It's, that's what that I'm was saying. fast. It, it's insane. So anywho, we're in the middle of... Uh, well, not the middle. We are at the third day of March. But when you think about this, it'll be the middle of March before you know it. Tomorrow. And then Easter is April 4th. That's weird. So um, the whole... And it, the thing with it, the way time is going, it'll be over before you know it. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I first did it, it's a mental thing because mm-hmm. it's just the idea that you can't do it. Mm-hmm. It's not even so much that you want to do it. It's just that you can't do it. And I remember the first day, I was like, okay, don't. And then it's just a force of habit. Mm-hmm. I go to turn my TV. I'm like, oh, no, let me pick up a book. Let me do this. Let me do that. And then on the weekend, the first weekend, I wanted to catch up on shows. Last weekend, I didn't turn my, te- my TV on until really late Saturday night. Mm-hmm already getting in the habit of not having it on 
And then I go to watch my TV shows and nothing was new. Mm-hmm. I said, see? <laughs> so I turned my TV off and mm-hmm. I started doing other things. And um, yeah, so it's just the, the, the whole process for me is it's a mental renewing. It's a spiritual renewing. And if you do um, generally with Lent comes a fasting. So you're not supposed to have any fried food, any um any cake, any cookies, any candy, any juice, mm-hmm. any of those sweet things. And um, again, as a sacrifice, you turn down your plate and that during those those cravings or those desires to, to fill yourself, you, you do it for a spiritual reason. You do it toward a spiritual reason. So, um, yeah, and it's great. And, and there, it's interesting because there are a couple of times I did Lent and I never went back to whatever the thing was that I gave up. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm, I'm sure I'm probably going to watch television, but maybe I won't watch it seven days a week mm-hmm. maybe I only watch it yeah like, you you even from last year you didn't really mm-mm. turn your tv much back on and mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad yeah I'm glad I'm challenging myself with social media because when I first thought about it or I was like moved to do it I was like oh no I don't want to do that <laughs> but I'm glad I did it because it's definitely like a rewiring that I need to do in my brain because mm-hmm. it's it's a lot and like the apps that I have gone on, again, I go on maybe like two, three minutes and then I just turn it off. I haven't even looked at TikTok because that was draining my soul. <laughs> that was really, I felt, I could feel my brain cells dying and being completely sucked into it and not being able to stop scrolling. Like, I can't even, I, I feel like there must be like a Black Mirror episode. Like, whatever <laughs> Black Mirror episodes equate, episode equates to that, that was me. Just That's like... Funny just mindless like it's scrolling. a habit it's yeah. a habit and you're just used to doing it and, and like you said it, it's a mindless thing and I, I remember when we were younger we said the television was like a boob tube you know because you sit there for hours and it's not if you weren't walk, watching documentaries or something historical or learning something in the in the process your mind was just kind of blanking out and, mm. and just absorbing nothingness mm-hmm. and it's the same thing with scrolling i mean you, there might be some things i like to look at dog videos so when, <laughs> when people are, 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 are oh my rescuing gosh. dogs Sheik, and, and my mother <laughs> can watch these videos all day they're so sweet the babies they are they're so they sweet are. i love doggies anyway but i watch those videos and i can and i enjoy those i'll listen to a music video or something like that but, but then after a while most of my time on my phone is spent playing games mm-hmm. oh my gosh my mother plays literally 17 million <laughs> games i do i do i do and primarily they're they're puzzle games or they're word games because i don't want alzheimer's to set to set in and the way to keep it from not setting in for the most part i mean if it's going to set in set in, but it's um to keep your mind active mm-hmm. to to think about things and to to just do things and i like the fact that there's a, a gaming community i i have friends that i've been playing with on certain um games for a long time i i play like 17 games of scrabble on one app and another 12 on another and it's just <laughs> a, it's, it's just a wonderful thing i mm-hmm. i enjoy that and that's the majority of my time. And texting. I text a lot. On my yeah. Phone. It's funny. My mother, you definitely, you use your phone more. I do. You, my mother uses her phone more. And this has been going on for years now. Mm-hmm. I remember back when we used to get our bills, like paper bills, <laughs> yes. like we would look at, we would look at in total how many calls I made, how many calls she made, how many texts she sent, how many texts I've sent. And she always mm-hmm. has much more. She actually uses, and I guess going back to what I was saying about why I got off Snapchat, I was like, 
I want to, and maybe going forward, I want to actually use social media as like what it, maybe not intended. Obviously now it's like a cash grab for these companies, but it's like, okay, I'm supposed to be social. This Mm. is a social Mm -hmm. thing. I need Mm -hmm. to actually talk to people, Mm -hmm. reach out, comment, like, all Mm -hmm. those things. And that was something you even... One of the things you mentioned to me before when I was younger, like when I was posting, I would post pictures of only selfies of myself. My mom was like, do you not know what you look like? Like, maybe you should post some other things. So, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. My mother definitely uses her phone a lot more than I I do. I do. I mean, if you haven't noticed now, I like to talk. So I like, I like to communicate, whether it's in, in verbal conversation, if it's written conversation. I love expression through emojis. I'm like the emoji master <laughs> when I'm writing, writing and messages. Memes. She's actually really good at memes. Oh, my gosh. And spot on. And, and kudos to the creators. I don't. The minds out there are amazing. And I just really, really appreciate the fact that um, something happened and instantaneously there's a meme that will fit whatever happened. Uh-huh. And I can have a whole conversation through a meme and an emoji. Yeah, that's fun. That's always it's fun. It's so much fun. Yeah. I enjoy that. So, um, but yeah, I use my phone. I use my phone. It's a smartphone. And I it, it I marvel at the fact that I've had this phone now for two years and there's still some things on it. I'm like, wow, the phone can do that? Uh-huh. It's, it's amazing. So um, I try to use it as much as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this is a, maybe a, going back to tr- transitioning, mm-hmm. um, but we were talking about social media and phones, technology. I, I mentioned this to you before. Um, one of the questions I had, like maybe I'm thinking too much about this, but how like technology is created, right? Like uh, Steve Jobs... Jeff Bezos, who who else? Uh, Bill Gates, right? They make these things, right? And mm-hmm. I guess it's they make these things at in their time. And I guess they are younger, right? When they create these things, they they are younger, quote unquote. Um, but then it seems like the the next generation is always the ones that like take it over and like are able to better understand it. I don't know how to explain it. So like the computer was created. And, like, you guys were around when the computer was created or, you, you know, when the first computer, basically, right? Those old bitties. Uh, yeah, I mean, That's yeah. Old well, like, it was Dot Matrix when the computer first came out. Right. It was different kind of things. Right. And I was just trying to explain to, because we kind of touched on this conversation a little earlier. Yeah, because I, my, my, I, trying to, like, format it and explain it to the audience, like, I think it's interesting how, like, I'm now the, the, the younger generation, right, teaching the older generation how to use the m- technology that they've basically created. <laughs> well, again, I think like like I like I was saying, the people who created it, yes, they have possibly even the mind for it mm-hmm. and the drive for it, and then you have the younger generation that will come and advance it because technology has advanced, because materials has advanced, because the the the, the brainstorming has advanced. Mm-hmm. And as far as people my age or or younger or maybe I don't know, what what range are you talking about? Like from forty year olds to seventy year olds? I guess I, like, I guess like yeah, like mid forties to So mid forties to 60s, 70s. I don't know. I feel like grandma's actually pretty good with. Do you think she's pretty good with? Maybe not. <laughs> 
Hi, mommy. I was, was going to say because, like, I know she wanted, like, a, a MacBook and stuff like that. And but she I has guess, it. And yeah. she knows how to use it. Right. She's getting older. Again, right. so to progression. Um, my and grandma's a borderline genius, so yeah, she will figure something out yeah. and she will do what she what, what needs to get done. But I think the point that you're getting at is not that uh, that age range needs it doesn't know how to use it. There's a um, irrational fear that is attached to computers, and I don't really understand it. Like I, um, I have. Um, one of my managers will always say, you know, I, I can't do this. I don't know how to do this. You know, I need direction. And you can show him 10,000 times. Mm. And I personally think he doesn't want to learn. Mm-hmm. But it could very well be that he just doesn't want to mess up. So whatever the things that are preventing him or stopping him from doing it, he won't pursue it. Um and, and I think it's more, it's just a fear. It's not that we are not capable of grasping. No, of it's not, not that we're not, you know, that the younger people have a different, um, well, actually I take that back up because I think the younger people do have a different mind because younger people were, their whole life has been technology. Mm-hmm. Growing my and back in my day, technology was a calculator, you know, a scientific calculator mm-hmm. or, or something like that. So um, we have the ability to think differently. Mm-hmm. And children that are coming up in the electronic age, they they have a different mind, and they can grasp things maybe a little quicker. Or or like you, you said you'll just and be inside of a program and instead of looking it up to see how to do it you'll just click these buttons do this that, and the other whereas i know for me i don't want to click these buttons do that and the other i want to know how to do it <laughs> and then go forward and do it especially because if i'm if there's something i need to get done inside that program mm-hmm. i don't want to spend a whole bunch of time having to click buttons figure it out okay no this doesn't work that works i just i just need to get it done so to your question or to your thought about oh you know these people who are older created this how come older people can't grasp it and and move with it Mm -hmm. and I just think that more of it is they have a mind for it they have a desire for it so they pursue it you have people who maybe don't have a mind for it don't have a desire for it and just and fear it and push it back mm. and 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 because I, one thing I think is very interesting when you make a mistake when you're typing mm-hmm. and you make a mistake <laughs> delete right? the whole thing do you, do, do <laughs> I you delete the whole thing or you just backspace to the point delete the whole thing think the whole thing I don't and, know why but I just feel like that's so much easier and faster to just delete the whole thing and for me instead of highlighting and deleting I will backspace. <laughs> or right to to mm-hmm. the point, or uh, instead of taking a mouse and putting the cursor there, and I wonder. We, we I guess it depends. It. it depends. It depends on depends what, the sentence, what I'm typing, what it is. If I wrote a whole email, right, and I need to correct something that's like right. two sentences back, obviously I'm gonna take the cursor, right. put it in the place. Right. But if it's a one, if it's one sentence, if I'm you're deleting in the, the whole sentence, thing. you're just deleting. <laughs> I'm just backspacing. <laughs> so it's just very interesting, and I I think that that has more to do with. This generation's. I don't know. I I agree, but I'm also, I feel like there's like another component that's missing because I keep thinking, right? I keep thinking computer, 
okay so say there's okay two things one dot matrix i can understand because i use a dot matrix when i was at my, one least. of my one of my jobs i had to use a dot matrix and this was 2017 just so everyone understands <laughs> um and i can understand with dot matrix like if you delete something it's literally gone forever mm-hmm. like if you make so- a mistake it's it's a mis- it's put in there. There's no way to get it out. Perfect. So I so can think yes. of the people who were but doing that's, it. But we're then. not there now. No, we're not. But there's but again, it's, it's what your program is, what you're learning to. So I, I can't delete Th- it. That fear is so ingrained real, in you guys. Man. It's real. What, I don't know what year Dot Matrix was created. A long time it was ago. so ingrained <laughs> in you guys back then that you're so fearful now that if you make a mistake, messing up, you're you're gonna it. lose yeah. it for the rest of your life. That's that's crazy. And, and to be perfectly That's honest, some trauma. <laughs> I, it real it is straight trauma because there would be t- there are times when I'm texting or when I'm in my notes mm-hmm. or even if I'm on the computer and it crashes or something happens. Mm-hmm. And I go back and it's gone. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's devastating one because in in the writing of it, it's original it's perfect it's everything you wanted to say and then now you got to start over again from scratch it's never going to be the same as it was the first time no that's true man so that's the fear we don't want to mess it up don't want to lose it don't want to do all this work and it be gone whatever those things are so you know what Mm, yeah i'm not doing that 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 does make sense i can definitely understand that because i again use dot matrix and like that was a very stressful time in my life but then the other (laughs) then the other thing is like i guess again going back to you know you created the computer created the not internet i don't even know who created the internet but created this right and like I keep I think I keep thinking back to when I was like what 10 years old or something like that and MySpace was popular mm. and I saw you on there and I was like mommy what is that <laughs> like I want one too MySpace. and like so like and then when Facebook came out like we were all there when it mm-hmm. started mm-hmm. and I and maybe like so you're you're better with Facebook you're better with the I don't know and laptop I didn't get Facebook internet. right away you did it Mm-mm. it was a I while mean, before I got it yeah, I mean, even in the beginning, it was, like, um, something to get used to. But even with MySpace. And it's funny because MySpace was, like, probably the hardest one of, of the social medias, quote-unquote. Because it we was. were freaking coding. Mm-hmm. We were coding. Mm-hmm. We knew how to code. A whole <laughs> generation of people knew how to code a website. Like, that's amazing. Thank you, Tom. Like, I'm so appreciative of him. But... Tom. I just think it's <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's so interesting how yeah like I just I don't think I'm ever gonna understand it I don't think I'm ever gonna understand okay. it so just to answer English scientist Sir Thomas Berners-Lee invented the World Wide Web in 1989 he wrote he wrote the first browser in 1990 while employed at CERN near Geneva, Switzerland. The browser was released outside CERN to other research institutions starting in January 1991, and then to the general public in August of 1991. Very interesting. See, and that's not that long ago when you think about it. So I feel like, and like, okay, sure, technology has advanced a lot in that time but i mean we were all 
not we were i i wasn't i wasn't born in 1991 but a lot of social media like we we were around for it for the beginning of it Mm. and i just feel like if we were around yeah when it became more popular we we all should be like kind of in the same space with learning because when you think about it in 1991 I was 28, 29, uh-huh. 27. So, um, and I had already had been through the dot, dot matrix, you know, mm-hmm. terror or, mm-hmm. you know, just learning with the calculus, whatever. So, yes, we were there when in this inception, again, didn't have it, the computer right away when it first okay, came out. that's true. Waited for it to come out in the whole thing. Didn't have the World Wide Web or the Running Man. I was, we were talking about AOL Running Man this mm-hmm. morning. So so it was a gradual thing for us still having the, the history and the background we had in other ways of learning and expressing and being. Mm-hmm. And this your generation, generations after, were they were raised with it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and I were... The thing that bothered me the most is like people now and and by all means you do what you need to do with your children Mm. but you know they give them phones to play with they give them ipads to play with where you had a book you had your own crayons you had paper whatever to to develop your mind and Mm -hmm. to um to develop patience and then learning how to have to deal with things and work it out and it's not instant so, I mean, there's a lot to it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to it. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, yeah, that's something I don't really like either. And that's why this generation, younger generation, is so socially awkward because, like, we're so used to computers and, like you said, instant gratification and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be interesting to see, I guess, what happens, what happens next, especially after this year. I mean, mm. it's going to be so interesting to see how everything changes, doesn't change, gets worse, gets better. I don't know. You know, again, we're a new, not even a new topic, but just kind of off off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, the pandemic not only allowed us to slow down and actually begin to realize the things in our life that we were taking for granted, the, the liberties that we had, the, the movement that we had, our relationships with people, the mm-hmm. connections that we, you know, are now longing for and or missing, mm-hmm. you know, um, the whole thing with commuting to work, you know, there was a complaint in it. And, and quite honestly, I don't want to ever sit in traffic. However, I wouldn't mind having to, <laughs> to work. I know, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that inside or after the pandemic what it'll do i don't think we'll ever get back to what quote unquote normal we were Mm -hmm. but i think that what this time or my prayer or my thought my hope is that people will begin to appreciate the things that they are now missing more than you know it's like um um you know, seeing friends, spending time with them, actually doing the things. And, and, and sadly, because there's been so much death in the last year mm-hmm. that people really just take and and see how precious life and friendships and connections really are. Mm-hmm. And I think that my prayer is that that's what's going to come out of it more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because this was a forced time of of reflection. Reevaluation. What? Yeah, 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 definitely.
we can definitely have like a I think we should have like a whole nostalgia episode or just talking about like past technologies mm. and you growing up with technology, me growing up with technology, maybe how that differed. I think that would be a really interesting um, episode because I'm, I'm just thinking now about like texting and like having to wait after nine o'clock to call people, all those things. Like just Beepers. thinking back to, yeah, thinking back <laughs> to stuff like that. Um, I don't know how to, I would never know how to use a beeper. Like I don't know how you guys sent messages on those things. But yeah, that could be a, a different episode. For my quote. Yes. Since we were talking about um, spirituality and Lent. My quote says, reflect upon your present blessings of which every man has many, not on your past misfortunes of which all men have some. And that's by Charles Dickens. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we've caught, well, I guess rate the podcast if you like it. Leave comments on it if you like the episode. I think most people who are listening know how to reach us. <laughs> so you can message us on Facebook. Um, you can reach out to me on Twitter. It's at Regina Kalia, R-E-G-I-N-A-K-H-L-E-A. Um, on comments. What's my Twitter handle? Um, you can reach my mother at N-A-S-H-E-C-H-E at Twitter. Um, Twitter.com. And I think that's probably the best place right now. Um, I am thinking I'm going to make an Instagram for us. So that might be an even better place to reach us in the future. But right now, that is our social information. And um, thank you guys so much for listening. Let us know what your thoughts are. And we'll talk to you next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye.